Hello and welcome to the Overcome Yourself podcast. As you know, my name is Nicole and I am super excited to be here today with Dr. Lulu. Yay! And she is a coach for entrepreneurs um, and I love it. Um, Her focus is for mental health and entrepreneurship. Um, So Dr. Lulu is here to talk to us about how to avoid burnout. Um, And so that was recognized as a medical condition. I don't know if you guys know, back in 2019, it's something that I talk about in my book. So I'm super excited to talk to Dr. Lulu about this and and how we can avoid burning out. So take it away. I don't wanna keep talking, Dr. Lulu, just give us your wisdom. Um, Tell us about you. Yeah, I do best with Q&A because I I can just be all the way over to the left. And then I just, my mind, you know, like most creatives, our minds always thinking. So I do better with Q&A. Then that way you can, maybe if you have like particular questions rather than just a monologue, I can introduce myself certainly. And then maybe just a little bit about my background, but I would like to know what you want to know because I don't know what your audience is needing, but I'm happy that you wrote a book from one author to another. That's amazing. Congratulations, because you know that that's not easy. That's, it's that's not, it's a process. Yes. So congrats. Thanks. So I was, um, I like to say I was born, bred, buttered, and slightly burned in Nigeria. So I was <laughs> born in Nigeria. I'm Nigerian by birth, but I'm naturalized United States citizen, and I've been here for um, going on almost 30 years now. I have three children and they're grad school, senior in college and a junior in high school in that order. And um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm some, somewhat of a serial entrepreneur at this point. And <laughs> I'm happy. I started first started entrepreneurship after I finished my residency at Howard University Hospital in 98. 98, yeah, 98, oh my God, it's been that long because my first child was born in 97. So I like to call my pediatric practice my first non-human child. And um, I had that for about 13 years. It was pretty successful. I think we went from one patient to 6,000 patients. Wow. From one location to two locations, from one employee to 13 employees. So it was a pretty successful practice if I have to say so myself. And then I got divorced and from my ex-husband and I just didn't want to stay in that state anymore. And I didn't want to stay in the practice anymore. It was just not the same. So I joined the Air Force and found myself in Texas. Wow. Yes, I was as a Lieutenant Colonel in the Air Force, as a commander and medical director of Lackland Air Force Base. I decided I don't want to do this anymore. So I, didn't. And I think one of the things that people, entrepreneurs don't realize is that you can give yourself permission to pivot if you find your business struggling. And for me, I was not a businesswoman in the Air Force, but I didn't want to do the Air Force anymore. And so I said to myself, self, time to go. And I got honorably discharged and I became a veteran, a very happily disabled veteran but a veteran nonetheless and um i walked around town a little bit with some practices here as just a general pediatrician and that's when i started noticing more and more that what i suspected in the air force which was that the kids were like a lot of them were suicidal and depressed it was a suspicion in the air force and then when i 
became a private citizen again, I, it became more of a, okay, this is real. So I said, you know what? After I had a seven-year-old kid that came to see me try to kill himself, I was like, okay, I don't know that I want to keep writing prescriptions in the office. And one thing I know for sure is that the drug companies like to make money. Every business person is in it for the money. Even the nonprofits, they raise funds. Yes. They're all about the money. So don't nobody fool you that they're doing a business not for the money. Yes, most people want to make a difference. They want to save lives. They want to be their own bosses. They want to start something from scratch. Those are the common reasons why people want to do their own business. But ultimately, it is about the Benjamins. And so I started asking myself, why is it that my teenagers and my LGBTQ plus patients, particularly who are suicidal, their story is different from what the drug company is saying. The drug company is telling you is a chemical imbalance. The child is telling you that their parents are not recognizing them. Their parents are not seeing them, are not listening to them, are not accepting them. So at 52 years old, I'm old enough to say that's bullshit. You know, somebody needs to listen to the person who is killing himself. Wow, that's powerful. Who wants to sell their drugs. And I'm not here to tell you not to take your antidepressants. That's not my job. I couldn't care less. I'm here to tell you to listen to your child first. And if your child says, mom, I'm being bullied at school. Don't let somebody give you a prescription. Reactive or reactive, the um, resultant depression from being bullied primarily. That's not a chemical imbalance. That's a situation at school. When a child is being molested at home by their stepfather or their uncle or their mother's boyfriend or whatever, don't give me an antidepressant. <laughs> Listen to the story of what happened. Yes. If a child doesn't want to go to school, to the grandmother's house because somebody at the grandmother's house is messing with them. Listen to the story before you say, there's something wrong with you. Let's go get you some medicine. Wow. Not that therapy doesn't work, but enough people first want to take medication because the drug companies want to make money. So when you turn on your TV, every third or fourth commercial is some medication or the other. I'm not making this up. I don't need your support. I need you to support your child. Yes. Because I, at 52, I've looked at it. I've seen it. Yes, there are people who do truly have a chemical imbalance. They have schizophrenia or they have, you know, something else. That's not what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm talking oh, I understand. A child who wants to kill themselves. Now I say that in the premise of mental health challenges in entrepreneurs. The number one reason is either fear of their business doing well or fear of not getting the next client or fear of themselves not being good enough because of imposter syndrome or fear that they're so good, they don't know what to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're successful, there's fear of success and there's fear of failure. Yes. But if, yes. you, if, you don't, if you don't want to win the fight, 
or rather if you if you want to win the fight then you must first get in the fight you cannot think of being successful if you don't go places where there's fear and you need to be courageous courage is fear plus action for you to become a bigger better person you have to grow growing means getting out of your comfort zone trying something new it's called growing pains for a reason mm-hmm. so the same thing with children who are not being seen and not being heard and get anxious and then start cutting entrepreneurs also feel the same way <laughs> feel the same way entrepreneurs also feel the same way oh my goodness you know i'm going to go meet this person tomorrow and i don't know if they're going to think i'm good enough and then what do you do you think yourself out of it and then you get anxious and then you get depressed and then you might even kill yourself whereas you can just say to yourself i am good enough like all those thoughts coming in your head if you don't acknowledge them mm-hmm. and analyze them and then act my three a's out of your result of your analysis am i truly not good enough am i truly not? do you think oprah became oprah by being afraid <laughs> this is where she doesn't know do you think facebook the guy do you think he got where he is by being afraid of acqu- acquiring or whatever or growing no but what do we do most entrepreneurs our business fails within the first one year 20% of the time within the second year 30% of the 80% that is remaining fail and at the end of 10 years only 10% of businesses are still are still you know in in alive let me put it that way mm-hmm. why the truth is there are things like covid right but even with covid i had to pivot yeah yeah tell yourself you know what this is not working anymore it's like a relationship if the marriage is not going anywhere you can try to save it that's true but it takes two to ten mm-hmm. doesn't want to play ball you need to cut your losses but people don't want to cut their losses they keep trying to do the same thing over and over again what's the name of that insanity <laughs> so what if you do something different yes so any look at it you are in control you need to be in control and there's only one person you control you can control and that's you mm-hmm. you cannot control your child you might think you can control your child but how effective were your own parents in controlling you <laughs> your child you can tell your child all you want you know i want you to do such and such and such eventually water is going to find its level or you're going to have a child that is sad and depressed and then what do you do you give them medicine it becomes a vicious cycle so you can see why in the last few years prescription strength antidepressants has quadrupled you can look up the numbers and yet suicide rates have continued to go up so don't look at me i am the voice of dissent for for a reason i said i'm going to go look at why prescription strength antidepressants are going up and suicide rates are going up what is wrong with that math mm-hmm. don't ask me people are lacking connection and that's what covid lockdown showed us 
Mm-hmm. They're lacking connection. Entrepreneurs want to do it by themselves. They don't want to delegate duties. Like, oh, I don't want to, I can't afford a visual, a visual assistant. I can't afford a coach. Can you truly not afford a coach? Because if a coach is going to help your business grow, then you can afford a coach. You have to do things that right. you need to do. Get out of your comfort zone. Take a, I don't know, take a loan, get a grant, something, hire a coach that will help your business grow. Because you know what? You can never see the frame if you're in the picture. Oh, wow. There are some things that you cannot see for yourself. I have several coaches because I know that there are just some things that I cannot see for myself. Now, I need to see where I want to go, what I want. Yes, I need to believe that I can do it, but I need accountability. And willpower is not strong enough. Otherwise, people won't won't have problem eating cake like I do. They won't have problem, you know, staying with their exercise Mm -hmm. because willpower is not strong enough. Mm -hmm. You need someone to say, you know what? What do you want to do? I want to do such and such. Okay, you're going to do it. And next week, Monday, we're going to talk about what you did. And you're going to tell me what what struggles you had, how, you know, or what your wins were and what your struggles were and what you need to work on because you have accountability partner in your coach. So I'm not here to necessarily say get a coach, but I'm also here to say get a coach because I know that coaching works. And, you know, you don't have to believe me. And a (laughs) a coach is not your therapist. A coach is not your mentor. But your coach is all of that, plus your accountability partner. That's the number one thing that a coach does. When a kid wants to play basketball, they have a coach. Mm -hmm. They can practice all they want, but their coach needs to watch their game and tell them where they need to improve. It's a very simple concept. So if you're not... Hiring a, a coach, a life coach, like in my own case, I'm, a, I'm really a general life coach, but I like to focus because I'm an entrepreneur on entrepreneurs, because I'm a parent on parents, and because I'm a parent of an LGBTQ plus child on parents of LGBTQ plus child. You're most poised to coach someone that you are or someone that you've been. And not because your coach is better than you, your coach is able to coach you because there may be one step at the most ahead of you, but they have the lantern yes. to show you the light so you can see where you're going. And mm-hmm. so you don't misstep because they've already misstep. Smart people learn from their mistakes, but smarter people learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. Nothing in the world has not been done before, including your business. Mm-hmm. You're not the first to do that business. So if you want to get better, you have to go to where people that have done that business are. That's the truth. Yes. You said. Sadly, we don't do that. We want to stay where we are. But that's not growth, my darling. You cannot grow if you stay where you are. I don't care who you are. To grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And if you stay in those thoughts that tell you that you're not good enough, 
Well, guess what? If you say you're not good enough, and if you say you're good enough, you're right. <laughs> yes. You're right, both times. Yes, yes. You've said so many amazing things, Dr. Lulu. Um, you know, building habits every day. Um, one of the things that I had to learn to do to be able to make that shift from I'm not good enough to, you know what? I am good enough, um, was practicing gratitude. Is that something that you talk to your clients about? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Of course, I talk to my clients about gratitude because I write my gratitude journal every day. I have journal. Yes. I believe in writing gratitude, but I also believe in reality because I know if you don't go out of your way to find the things that you're grateful for, the things that you're not grateful for are going to come first. So I believe in getting that out of the way. Getting that out of the way, just put it down already so you can focus. Because the thing about it is you cannot be thinking about bad things and good things at the same time. Never. So what you do is if you write, if you like, write your wins first. Great. Like last night, I signed three clients in a two-hour session. I sold $300 worth of books in two hours of networking. I was very, very happy. But I also had a, a webinar where only one person showed up. What did I make that mean about me? Nothing, because that one person, I talked the hell out of them. You know, yeah. but 26 people signed up, but because it's free, one person showed up. Did I make it mean something about me? No. Rather, I was happy that one person showed up. And because I was grateful for that one person, when I went to the networking event after my, my, my webinar, I sold $300 worth of books and signed three, three clients. So yes, you have to find the good. The good about the webinar where one person showed up is that I prepared for that webinar. So I knew I was ready for nobody to show up or one person to show up. I was ready. And when, when no one showed up, the last time I had another class, I did not make it anything bad about me. But most people would say, oh, it's something bad about me. No, let's face it. How many free stuff that you sign up for do you go to? <laughs> That's why I charge for my services and I charge my worth. Because after 30 years of being a doctor, I'm not the cheapest person, but I'm not the most expensive, but I'm one of the best, if not the best, as far as I'm concerned. You know why? Because my clients get results. So I believe in my ability to coach you, period. Now, if you think you can't afford me or you think you can't afford me, you're right. <laughs> you are right. But ultimately, if you don't buy the pair of shoes, someone else will. That's why the stores are not all going out of business. When you go to the store, you want a pair of shoes or you want a wedding gown, you see the wedding gown that you, you like. If they tell you the price, you can say, I can afford it or I cannot afford it. And if you say, I can afford it, you buy it. If you say, I cannot afford it, you don't buy it. I want people to look at their own business that way too. If someone doesn't sign up for your coaching, it's not anything bad about you. It's about them. And so your job is to coach them to make a decision out of a place of power. Ma'am, are you, did you sign up? Did you come to see me today with the thoughts of not 
signing up or with the thought of giving it your best shot because there's a problem that you need fixing or there's a situation that you're stuck in, you need help with, true or false. So if if the answer is true, then I need you to make sure that you are deciding from a place of power not to sign up because you came with the mindset of signing up. If you want a free coaching, then that's a lot to say about you and your money mindset. Because I know that when you want something, you will buy it. You will find the money for it. So it's imperative that people, client, that coaches know, or whoever, entrepreneurs know, that if somebody doesn't sign up for you, don't make it mean something bad about me. Now, you can always ask them, what is the reason why they didn't sign up? Three reasons they will give you. Number one, I need to talk to my husband or my wife or whatever, or my boss. Number two, I don't think I have the time. And number three, I don't think I have the money. And your job is to now coach them for the three of them. Do you truly not have the money? Like if you have a toothache, can you say, oh, dentist, I don't have the money? No, you will take the tooth out or do they'll do what they have to do and you will find the money. So if somebody is in pain enough, they will sign up. However, your job is to coach them or I don't know, sell a product that is good, right? Or believe in yourself that you are the best person, best person for them. You know what I mean? You have to still do your own work. So it all comes down to the voices that, you, that, you, that are in your head, what you're telling yourself. If you think you're not good enough, you will let them go. Now, if you think you're good enough and you've coached them and they say, you know what, I really, really like it, but truly I can't afford it, then at least you know that you give them, you give it your best shot. And then you walk away with your head high. And when somebody says no to you, it means next one. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It just means you have to sometimes be okay with letting go of 250,000 because you have $2.5 million around the corner. But if you keep saying, I, I left a $250,000 job as a pediatrician because I know that saving lives is priceless. Beautiful. But that doesn't mean I'm going to do it for free. Yes. I love Coca-Cola it. Coca Cola is one of the most recognizable brands out there because they advertise like crazy. But they know that they're full of sugar. And you know that sugar is not very good for you, but you buy it because they advertise, because they believe that their product is good. They believe that their product is good. Now, whether you buy a Coke or choose to drink water is based on your own thoughts about your own needs. Water. (laughs) Yeah. So, I love it. So, Dr. Lulu, how can we get in touch with you? Um, my life coaching is dr-lulu.com. And on that website is strictly geared towards parents of LGBTQ plus kids. Because that to me is the suicide prevention that I want to work on 
more now, but I, I'm still a general life coach and I still coach regular people and entrepreneurs, of course, and just regular people who have issues with, I don't know, their kids, their relationship, their business, their work, toxic environment, whatever. And so that's my primary website. I don't have other websites at this time, but I'm going to add on as I go. Um, but dr-lulu is my primary website. I'm also on social media. If you go to at ask the word doctor, Lulu, L-U-L-U on Facebook or Instagram, or what Facebook is now called Meta. So I guess on Meta. Well, the, the main company is going to be called Meta, but it's kind of like Google, where the main company became Alphabet and we kind of do, we don't really talk about it anymore. So I, the app Facebook isn't going to change. It's just the, the main company that's going to be Meta. Okay. But yes. <laughs> well, either way, Meta, Facebook, whatever, on at ask the word doctor. Lulu. So ask Dr. Lulu on IG and or Insta or Facebook or Meta, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. And, um, and you have a, a free resource on your website, right? I saw a PDF. This is for parents. Yes. The PDF okay. is for parents. And I'm actually right now creating a free resource for entrepreneurs as well. Okay, cool. Um, I just need to create a whole website for them, but I don't know. Um, just to help them, the main thing is those three A's. Just make sure that you acknowledge the negative thoughts because they're not, they're not going to go away. And also remember that what you focus on gets bigger. So if you focus on the fact that you're not good enough, you're only going to always be thinking about that. You need to come out of that mindset. Again, not saying that you know people out there don't need antidepressants or anti-anxiety, but my thing is I need you to find out the root of your problem, the root of your problem. And then when you fix that root of your problem, then the problem should go away. Whether it's a chemical imbalance for some people or whether it's just negative thought processes telling you that your business is not good enough or you're gonna be a failure or you're not, you know, or maybe you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people or what. You know how they say a man is as good as five people that he surrounds himself with. And that's why you should pick your friends, you know, carefully and make sure that you reach out to the people that you know can help you. And if you need a coach, Highlight your girl and I'll be there. So my number is 802-768-1180. I'm also on psychology today. And um, just Google Dr. Lulu and you should be able to find me. I'm on YouTube as Ask Dr. Lulu. I'm just, I'm everywhere. So with Ask Dr. Lulu, you should be able to find me um, pretty much everywhere. And I'll make sure to include all of those links down in the show notes um, so we can have access to you. Um, I love your personality. You're so outgoing and you're so much fun. Oh, and um, your mission is so, so important. Um, so thank you for what you do. This is amazing. Um, so yay, Dr. prevention should be everybody's. It shouldn't be just Dr. Lulu. You know what I mean? It should be everybody's problem. We should all be about saving each other from jumping. Um, but if you're not strong enough, then you can't save someone. If you don't know how to swim, you can never save someone who's drowning. And you have to put your mask on first. That's what I was gonna say. Sometimes that means asking yourself the tough questions, you know, and then going from there. So thank you for the opportunity to come and hang out with you today.
No, thank you. This has been absolutely wonderful. Um, and I look forward to hanging out with you on Facebook. And I'll make sure that, like I said, all your links are going to be available down in the show notes. So thank you so much, Dr. Lulu. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.